Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Disney's favorite pachyderm flies to the top of the box office. But is this film Dumbo or Dumboo? We'll tell you all that and more next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. I mean... Oh, gosh, guys. Hey, everybody. Wow. Look at what that. What an intro. What Ooh. an intro. Welcome, everybody, yeah. to Box Office Breakdown. <laughs> this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... Prague. Nos. Dick. Kate. How about the box office that lie ahead? I'm Frank Moran. What's up? Carrie Lane here. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. And making us look good and sound every even better, Steve in the booth. Ooh, hey, what up, y'all? Look at this. What a, what a rare treat to have Steve do this show Yay. for us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. We're excited. We're excited to have you, Steve. As always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there, or two, or three, or four, or however many you can. And, <laughs> and yeah, the chat is up and running, so feel free to yes. com- comment and share your thoughts. I know you're already in there sharing your thoughts about movies, but feel free to comment on anything we're talking about as well. And Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Yes, you all can comment down below, which I know you do. Oh, which is great. yes. So, uh, we still we... love you. <laughs> yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Let's say some names. It's okay. I know. Call them out. Yeah, there's them out. Bob. There's Susie. Getting That's... specific. I like it. I like it. Uh, so, folks, we'll, we'll jump right into our top five for last week. Beep. And coming in at number one is one that we were debating amongst ourselves that was going to be number one or if us was going to hold on to the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dumbo from Disney, Tim Burton's new film, came in at number one with a uh, $45 million Hall for this weekend. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was also the subject of this week's box office bet. Indeed it was. Indeed it was. <laughs> and uh, folks, it was a hot bet, hot bet. And after uh, almost a month of just solid losing yeah. on my part, uh, I was able to squeak away with a win with a $48 million bet on this. Nice. Look at me go. Finally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I had $48 million. Our good old Amy Cassandra Martinez, she had $38 million. Uh, excuse me, thirty-seven million. Jonathan, who subbed in for us, had fifty-eight million, mm-hmm. and then Carrie. I was way higher, right? A big sixty-two yeah. million dollars. There you go. Mm-hmm. So uh, Carrie will be having to Get see to this film. I know, right? Tell us all about it. But you know what? I went and saw it. You were scared. <laughs> or you were, you were excited. Yeah. Uh, I did not enjoy this film. Okay. Yeah. So um. I went and saw it, but I didn't. I well, I wanted to go enjoy it. Do you? Okay. What was it? You but I feel like it lives up. Uh, I feel like it does a lot with the Tim Burton's. Visually, it can be very entertaining okay. to look at, but the story is just—it's happened to a lot of them recently in a lot of the uh, last Tim Burton films. It's just the story is just never there. And this one's a, a dud. Hmm. It's it, it is rough. It's I mean, if you take I mean, the original Dumbo is what, sixty-one minutes, so one of the shortest of the Disney yeah. animated features. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so this one's nearly two hours. So Ooh, they've got a that's really adding a lot. Yes. And, I mean, the humans are, you know, not really much to do in the, in the, the original animated film. It's mm-hmm. basically, you're, yeah, the animals are doing all the talking mm-hmm. and the acting, and you're following the story through their eyes. This one, they inject a lot more humans into it. For, you, for worse, I think. Do the animals speak to each other at all? They do not. Oh. Yes. So, uh, that which is unfortunate, because Dumbo... Because if it's focused on the animals, it's like, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, How did... How does he communicate? He just uh, makes little squeaks and little noises, and he's just you know enthusiastic at points and sad at other points. Hmm. It's, it's it's a bummer. It is a bummer. I'd rather would have had him 
I would rather have less humans and more of the animals talking mm-hmm. among, to, to each other. Aww. So it, yeah, it, I mean, Colin Farrell plays a, a father who comes back from the, uh, from World War One. He's lost mm-hmm. an arm, but he used to be a, um, a horse rider in mm. the circus. And his wife is uh, spoilers. Once he, oops, now. spoilers. Yes. So it really, it's not much. I mean, if you've seen the film, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Oh, that always scares me. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so he's got two kids, and the kids are kind of just dud. You know, the the performances flat. are flat. Mm-hmm. The characters aren't that interesting. Uh, Michael Keaton comes in and chews the scenery a little bit, which is always nice. He plays a um, a big, uh, you know, big time carnival huckster, uh, mm. like big time showman who kind of mm-hmm. wants to buy. Danny DeVito's circus, and because uh, he sees Dumbo's got this great act, so he goes, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, I want this for my yeah. huge, cool thing that I'm trying to put on." So it's it's fun to see him and Danny DeVito kind of uh, switch sides, as opposed to like Batman Returns, where mm-hmm. they're you know Penguin and Batman. So mm-hmm. kind of switch one and you know, switch who's good and who's bad in this film. Okay, uh, we have Ryan in the chat said I had a fun time watching Dumbo. So. And then uh, Neela says, Frank and I don't hardly agree on movies, so I might like Dumbo. Oh, my. All right, yeah, there you go. It's just, yeah. Well, we'll talk about the other top uh, four, but real quick, since we're talking about Disney and their live-action adaptations, I mean, we've already had Jungle Book. We're going to have Lion King. We're having Aladdin. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're working on Lilo and Stitch. We have Beauty and the Beast. I didn't know they are doing Lilo and Stitch. I mean, that's at least in the pipeline. What? Yes. I don't know. Do you want to see a live action Lilo and Stitch? No, I don't, the I don't first think so. one's perfect. Like so many of these Disney classics, like they're great as animation. Yeah. Why are we making it live action? I mean, not like I haven't gone to see them anyways, but it's like, yeah. why? I feel like that's the discussion we've had for what feels like a million years now of why are we remaking things? Not even just you know from animated to live action, mm-hmm. but from TV shows of being like, oh look, we're doing it again. It's like, but you already did it. Why mm-hmm. do we need more of it? Can we just end it and get new scripts, mm-hmm. new stories, new people? Yep. Let's do this. So it's kind of just the same thing over and over again. But with that being said, we also feed into it when we go and watch yep. these movies. Or at least give it a new spin, like change the direction, change the tone. Yeah. Like that could be interesting. But well, so far it seems pretty close the enough. The same. With Beauty and the Beast, how did you guys feel with the live action? I did not enjoy it. Because I was yeah. like, like the, I love the original animated mm-hmm. film, so I was like, why am I watching this? Uh, same. I felt it was okay. I felt that one, they should have done more practical effects, and that would have made him look cooler, the beast. Yeah. Um, but it was just so heavily CGI. You just, you don't believe they're in the world together, mm-hmm. and so it just feels eh. Yeah. And Though think- Aladdin with their the longer trailer, I'm a little more excited, but again, I hope maybe they do something a little different with it, because, yeah, why remake it if you're going to do exactly the same thing? It's going to be challenging, I think, for Aladdin because that is, unlike all the other ones, that has such a singular performance from Robin Williams that yes, the other that ones don't have. Mm-hmm. That it will be interesting to see what Will Smith does to uh, to try to make it his own. Yeah. And, and does the film work as well if mm-hmm. it's played differently than it is in the animated film? Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's mileage will vary on oh. these films if they have a personal enjoyment and attachment to the original mm-hmm. film. Like Jungle Book, I didn't mind the adaptation for that one because I, I mean Jungle Book is fine, but I don't have that deep love for it. But like Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, those ones I'm much more attached to. So I, I mean I didn't like Beauty and the Beast, and I don't. It feels like do I need to see a live action remake 
Well, I mean, live action when we're talking about computer-generated yeah. animals. But uh, Well, actually, good point. Neil in the chat uh, pointed out, well, they said, uh, the Jungle Book and Cinderella live actions I love so much more than the originals. I forgot about the Cinderella one. But that one was actually cute because they added more context to uh, her stepmother's storyline. And that was kind of interesting to hear. But again, they added something that wasn't in the original. So then I go, oh, okay, you're you're changing it up at least a little bit. Otherwise, yeah, you be like, I saw this already. Well, what gets tricky, though, you know, another one that I just remembered, Mulan. They're doing that one, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, what gets tricky when you add context that wasn't there before, it's like, mm-hmm. well, people, like you said, Frank, are so attached to the original mm-hmm. project that it's like, why are you doing that? That's not what happened in the first one. So it's very tricky, but I just, I don't know. If that's a way to get kids these days, kids these days, to watch these movies, then that's something that maybe should be explored. But I think as adults that grew up with these movies and we saw the classics, mm-hmm. it's like we just don't feel the need for it. It's just curiosity. What about um, Maleficent? Also, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Carrie. Uh, real quick, do we like Maleficent? I did like that one. I didn't see it. I actually haven't seen that. I've seen bits and pieces, but never the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. it's, an, it's a character we know and a backstory and a character that we haven't had. So that yeah. was cool. And I felt that was... Like, that's an original way to take it. Like, give us a character that we don't know much about and give them a story. Um, and, yeah. You were saying, Steve? Yes. Uh, I was just saying off off of Amy's point there, um, let's not forget all the, uh, the remastering of the originals and the re-releases that they just seminally put into the theaters. Uh, just, you know, the, the original copy and get people into the into the theater to see those mm-hmm. true um it's it's interesting to consider like reboot remaster uh remake all these things so much to take into account yeah mm-hmm. true and i mean i could see disney's thinking perhaps being that oh wow so many people grew up loving beauty and the beast lion king whatever it is now that they're adults with children of their own this is a way to kind of get them everybody sucked back in they're going to remember this movie that they loved growing up now they can bring their kids to a version of that yeah. in the theater as opposed to just what they've seen at home, maybe. I wonder, we should really, we should do a poll. We should do a test where we have kids watch both versions of, you know, um, for example, what Beauty and the Beast, right? Mm-hmm. So watch the classic original one and watch the live action and mm-hmm. see what they like better. Um, not necessarily to be like, well, you need to stop doing these or whatever, but just out of curiosity, what Which do they, they like? like? If that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's who they're aimed for, um, aimed to. I didn't see it, but Amy, you have, and you did talk about, what about like Christopher Robin? So that's, again, oh, taking crap. a context we know, but giving it a different story. Honestly, it had been forever since I saw Winnie the Pooh, and to be able to go back into that and f- have it feel different, I think they did a good job. So, and it's weird. That's what I mean. That sometimes it's like, it's a hit or miss, mm-hmm. but it's also like, as a whole, personally, can't speak for everyone, as a whole, I'm just like, let's stop. Just new things. Mm-hmm. Let's just, you know, it's a tricky, tricky situation because I really did like Christopher Robin, but it did feel completely different because it's not the same, it's not a kid mm-hmm. anymore. He's an adult. And I think that like bringing it, you know, kind of like how Toy Story 3 was kind of, you know, you grew up with them, and now this is the point where Andy is, mm-hmm. and you can identify with Andy. Um, that's kind of the same with Christopher Robin, where it's not the same exact thing. It's time has passed, and you're here now. Every time I... I've, I would like to see Christopher Robin. I didn't get a chance to see I it. I didn't get to see it, yeah. But every time I've seen the trailer, I keep thinking of uh, of Pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, not Pan, a hook. Oh, oh yes. but Hook I love. That movie's amazing. I have a soft spot for that. Even though, I mean, it does frustrate me at points, but I still have a soft spot. Yeah. Roller skate, uh, it's just, it's so small, which is frustrating to me. 
<laughs> the way they envision Neverland is just oh sure yeah it's just like oh. but is that budget constraints or creativity constraints it's a Steven Spielberg film come on nobody's thought of noticing Spielberg but it, is it a kind of hook kind of type thing where he kind of forgets his childhood and he has to kind of I mean embrace it again it's the whole yeah it's kind of the idea of Mary Poppins I guess kind of oh, where boy. it's like you get to the point where as you grow older you go you know you get hardened by the world and it's kind of like reminding you to just, I don't know, be a kid a little bit. Um, I like that. Really? Go ahead, uh, Steve, to your point, um, Jody in the chat points out how remastering some of the old films ruins the picture of the movie. And that's why they think Disney's remaking them. Uh, they pointed out The Little Mermaid was just released and they ruined the colors. Mm. So, oh, Interesting. I, that is the problem sometimes of having these super HD TVs and you're watching something old or something like that. But I don't mind. I'm like, I will, if it's a certain movie, it feels better grainy or, you know, not as glossy mm-hmm. as things are today. I mean, thinking back of when you were a kid and watching if your parents ever turned on something black and white. Yeah. You watching it, like, did that change anything for you? Because I remember watching I Love Lucy and being like, this is great. Yeah. This yeah. is different. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of maybe that idea where it's not so much like black or white, but the quality of it. But I don't know if kids would really be like, you know what? That's CGI or that's not good enough, you know? It's just more about the songs, how much action's going on in front of them. We need to talk to some kids. That's what it sounds <laughs> All right. like. All yeah. right. Cool. If you're a kid and you're watching, please send me. <laughs> Comment down below. Yeah, come on over to the studio right now. Yeah, just tell your parents to bring you yes. over. Uh, all right, we'll jump back into the rest of our top five, and we're yes. getting ready to talk. Now that everybody's seen the next film that we're going to be talking about, mm. we can get into more of a uh, spoilerific discussion about that. And that is Jordan Peele's Us, coming in with another $33.6 million, a 52.7% drop from its first week. Carrie has finally seen the film. Yes. Um, I de- Similar sentiments to, to you, Frank, of I enjoyed it, but I like the world building but there's a lot left out, and it didn't make it scarier not knowing. Because I watched um, some interviews, including some reviews, like this one over here's talk on it. Oh, on Geek really? I did. I watched your guys' thoughts, because then I was just curious what other people think of it. Especially after yeah. I've seen something, I'm just curious what other opinions are. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that that would necessarily sway what mine is, but just how other people take it. And... One of the things Jordan Peele was talking about, having the not knowing created the mystery and made it scarier, but it wasn't scary for me in that way. I kind of go, but wait, what about this, this, or this, or this, and wait, that doesn't work. And But that um, didn't detract so much, it just more didn't add. Uh, I think it's a great gateway horror drug for people, like people who haven't seen many horror movies. Uh, but if you watch a lot of horror movies, it definitely wasn't very scary. I've been to the Santa Cruz Boardwalk my entire life, so I was oh. super excited about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that area. They never have anything on the beach like that, though, so I thought that was kind of cool to add the mystery thing, and I'm like, oh, they should have one of those for reals now. <laughs> but they don't, well, they haven't been there since ever I went. But um, So that was cool. I like that. Uh, also kind of like how Lost Boys went to the boardwalk, too. Um, the acting, phenomenal, to agree with that. And because everybody having to play their other and having to act to your other that's not there. So I think that was great. But it's felt semi unsatisfying for me in the end of like, okay. Or a lot of questions that were left it unsatisfying. Uh, 
Steve, I think those now's a great time to throw up a little bit more of that spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert! He's ready for it that time. There you go. Alert. Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Ooh, <laughs> Thank you, Wait, I was going to say, keep the color different, please. Somebody pointed that out. Of, we'll keep the color different, like the lights. Can we keep them oh, red? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So I, just, I figured I'd overkill it for a moment. No, for no, sake. yeah. Just um, for people <laughs> watching, we'll have the lights a different color, so then that way you don't have to hear it. And when this is gone, we're done talking about it. Love it. All right. Yes. Thank you, Steve. So let's just get into it, guys. Okay. Gary, what was the part about the world building so, that kind of frustrated you? I get really literal sometimes on movies because I'm like, wait, so where are the rabbits getting their food? Who's cleaning up after them? Where are they getting the clothes? Why do they all have, ex- how do you, ex- how do you literally get exact matching in that quantities? So like those are little things that you think about after and go, wait a minute. Um, the thing of the tethered is cool and the premise of why it would came to being, but how come nobody above notice this revolution down below because now that tether is not the same anymore because that would be kind of a way like your concept like the people down below are reflecting it like you see them literally acting out what's happening above but in like a much much more minimized version but then when this revolution is happening how come nobody above is reversed affected or Mm -hmm. how can they break away from that connection and do this revolution i figured it was more of like a Okay, I'm going to get scientific here. Go for it. Like, <laughs> All right. yes. It's like, you know, when you have a host and then you have, like, the, the parasite or whatever. Okay. Like, one's a little bit more dominant. No. Yeah. No. It's one of yeah. those things where it's, like, one's more dominant than sure. the other. That's how I saw it. That it's, like, we're dominant up here and not we. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hope there's... Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. In the, the in other the, people. Yeah, in the film. That's, that's what I figured. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to what you were saying about the little things, I feel, and also not having things tied up at the end tied up mm-hmm. oh get, um for me i get so lost in the movie where when i leave i'm thinking more about the the psychological impact of it not so much the little nitpicky thing things uh which i think is just a personal choice like what you take out of it what you leave with that sure film um and also for me i hate it when a movie explains every little detail not that you have to explain everything yeah. i've definitely seen plenty of movies that leave a lot open But it's more just like the, uh, okay, and then, um, yeah, just the... Well, like, for example, like, Get Out. Like, we understood, like, kind of, like, the world and the rules and everything that was happening in it. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, like, this one, I felt like you really didn't understand the rules of this, and it seemed like... Or they sort of break them. Yeah, and then you're left at the end going, well, for some people, at least for me, I was left like, wait, what about this? What about, what about that? It just didn't hold up as a full entire world that I could just fully invest in. Which yes. is seat completely opposite for me because I left being like, whoa, imagine the possibilities. And that's even more, not like, ah, I'm scared. No, it's like, it's haunting. Like, what does this really mean? And then your brain just goes and then it goes, it goes, and you're like, I need to see this again. I would not care if I don't. But <laughs> ever? Like, ever. Oh, but you don't like rewatching. Well, it's more I don't I don't I don't feel I'm going to gain anything yeah. in watching everybody's I watched other breakdowns, here are the things you missed, all the things I go, yeah, 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 that doesn't change my experience of it. And again, if you watch a whole bunch of movies, watch a bunch of horror movies, there aren't so many things that were shocking and new. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But there are a lot of cinematic filmmaker things that I really appreciated that I was like, oh, cool, like the symbolism of something or like somebody pointed out, oh, the, the fake spider on the table and then the 
the fake, the real one and then the fake one. It's like the above and below. And I go, yes, I think it's great. All the details that were put yeah. into the movie. But that doesn't leave me going, wow, you know? Yeah. And it's more like you can appreciate a movie cinematically. Yeah. But am I going to sit and want to be like, hey, guys, we should totally rewatch this movie. Yeah. I'm well, not. See, and for me, it's like also that. looking at Lupita's, like, whole portrayal of Adelaide and Red. Yeah, no, so, she did like, great. For me, I would just watch her alone all mm-hmm. over again to see every little detail, every little thing that she did that you're like, wait a second. You're watching it the, sec- time, mm-hmm. the second time around, and you're like, whoa, is she, does she know that she's already traded? Is she aware of that? Does she realize later? All of these things, and there's so many little mannerisms that you can pick up on, and I feel like I would just want to watch her. Like, such a big part of us was Lupita mm-hmm. Nyong'o. But Lupita, because we're homegirls. Like. Oh, really? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. I just, I, I never understood, like, so she's handcuffed down there afterwards. Where'd she get the handcuffs? Where, yeah, where'd she get like, the handcuffs? Oh, there's yeah. a there. But, like, also, but that's but, such a little thing to worry no, about. No, but it's like, a world. They think about the rules. everything. Like, okay. if that's what you're left with, like, that's like that's frustrating. How did she get out of the handcuffs? Why didn't she just go back up and live her own life Absolutely. up there, too? Yes. I'm like, you could have just gone with her. You guys, you don't know what she went through down there. She was a little kid, and she was Still, like, if she how hates the heck? It and she got out, and... Where are there? They have no security system in place to keep these people we there. We don't know. No, well, we don't see it. Yeah. But later we we see like everything going on, but we don't see those restrictions because everything's gone to crap. Yeah, but the other times that like it's there's no locks on the doors. There's no. You could just walk up the escalator. She could have gone. I'm wh- saying that you guys don't see everything that's going on as it's all going on because we get the like the flashbacks or whatever, but we only see what's going on here. Yeah. So who knows? There could have been like some restrictions, but then when everything happened, bam. Also, technically, that area is underwater where it's set, and I'm like, no, because where it is at the beach, I'm like, no, literally, you'd be underwater. Yeah. And so you. Uh, but that's the thing. When you build this world, I'm excited about this world. I want to know more about it. And you can leave mystery. Mystery is not the problem. It's the how do those pieces fit together. And you kind of go, because then you are thinking about the practical things. That's, and I think that's the biggest thing where I'm like, I just let myself get in there. And then I walked out and I was like, I love what you did, Jordan. Thank you so much. And I left feeling like, this is great. I love films. And I love what they did. Sure, there are problems, okay, but I didn't leave being like, hmm, those things that they didn't connect. No, like, what made a major impact on me was their performances, was the psychological aspect of it, all of them. Okay, more specifically, what about the psychological aspect that stood out to you that made an impact? Well, the fact that, like, imagine what it's like to see someone that looks like you, and then they... That'd be awesome. And then they come and try to kill you. Like, are you... I still you, think that'd be awesome. I still think it'd be interesting. I always <laughs> wondered if I had another twin out there or something. I, always, I feel like we all had that too growing up. Frank well, I'm adopted too, so then I'm like, wait, there could there be could one. Be. Are we referring to a doppelganger? Yes, we are. And this yeah. whole plot, it, I do like that Jordan Peele looked into this because he has a fear of doppelgangers, because that was a fun thing. I also watched the Twilight Zone episode that he was inspired by for this as well, which is a nice short. Mm-hmm. But see, in a short film... That's where you can have tons of unanswered questions because the short film medium oh, yeah. allows for that. Yeah. But in this one, you are like... Also, it felt very long. It took a long time to get to a lot of these points. And I, it was more just... I'm not sit there after going, ooh, all these literal questions. More you just sit at the end of the movie like... Okay. 
so I need to talk to somebody about it because yeah, yeah. I need to get, you know, like, that's how it was at, at the end. Yeah. Not for me. I mean, I wanted to talk to people because <laughs> so I was like, yeah. you know, everyone needs to see this. Mm-hmm. I don't, even if you're scared of horror movies, like, I totally get it, but... To be able to see these kinds of things, whether they're new or not new, mm-hmm. whether you've seen a hundred thousand movies or you've seen a hundred, yeah. I think every movie gives us something slightly different. True. I mean, not every movie's gonna, you know, even if it has the same kind of idea, it's like, oh, yeah, that's cute. It's not that original. These performances were drastically different, and I don't know. Like, I think that's what was most important for me. Their their performances, and I was just like guys like this is so good and to be able to I would have loved to have gone on set and to see what it was like to be those characters like as an actor how how did they do that oh there's some good interviews of that I watched those yeah. too oh my gosh though I would say the daughter is the smartest one in the movie for most of the movie <laughs> I could have used my I running, loved her yeah but you know yeah. like those are the things that I'm like I yeah. don't care like I left feeling so I don't know so not overwhelmed but just whwhelmed <laughs> Frank, do you have anything you else to add? To <laughs> We're like just very satisfied well, and happy. And yes. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, well, I. I don't know. I'm two minds on this because Jordan Peele. I, yeah. I was listening to an interview that he did with the uh, Empire Film podcast. He did that, and where he has answers for the larger world that he's creating, yeah. but he just chose not to put those in the film. Yeah. You know, to leave it to audience interpretation, he kind of held back on this and. The question is, if he ever decides to go revisit that universe, he goes, oh, yeah, I have ideas of other, you know, bigger things. But I, I don't think he really has any plans of revisiting it. It's a nice thing to kind of just dangle to people. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he's going to want to work on something new. So then there's the other part of me. It's like, all right, I can understand. I appreciate you as a filmmaker, you know, deciding I'm going to leave something open to interpretation. But I guess it's, again, everybody's knowledge is going to vary. You were totally satisfied. Mm-hmm. But then I was still frustrated. And knowing that he has these answers but has chosen mm-hmm. not to put them mm-hmm. in. I mean, I, you know. That makes me like good for you. But then there's part of me that's like, well, then just tell me if you're never going to come back to this it's again. Okay, Frank, it's all right. <laughs> okay, I do like it's this one right. though. In looking up theories, so much of it, so much of it, I wanted to hear actually from Jordan Peele because fans, it's like writing a film paper. You can say whatever you want about a movie as long as you have like the evidence to back it up. But unless the filmmaker goes, yes, I did it for that. Eh? Um, I like it. BlackRock in the chat says it's crazy when people try to come up with theories that's not even in the movie and try to make sense of it. So I'm like, yes, there was a, those other moments too. Um, and uh, oh, I like this channel says I would love to see this movie with someone as enthusiastic as Amy. Go you. I mean, when a coworker fun. of mine, it was telling me because he really loved the film. He goes, yeah. yeah, it just got me thinking about it afterwards. And I was thinking maybe yeah. I guess their alien technology must be involved in this. I'm like. What? I would have loved that idea. Well, yeah, but, but it's they like, don't do that. If they you have to start you. throwing all that stuff in to make, make this world make sense yeah. to you, I'm like, come no. on. It's more of like, wow, that's awesome. That's what you got out of it. That's what This is what I got out of it. Oh, my gosh, let's talk. Oh, we should go see it again. <laughs> all um, right. Well, I will say, though, um, I do like, again, it's a gateway horror drug for people to get into the horror genre. One of those, so many people saw this movie, they're like, I don't normally watch horror, but I want to support him. I want to support the more of an original horror film. I want to support a lead black cast, which is awesome, too. Mm-hmm. And on those merits, I appreciate the movie. And it's great if other people are loving it. But for me, it was just more like, cool. Well said. Well said, Carrie. That's going to do it for our spoiler. Yes. Be like, boop. Yes. Now the light. Thank you, Steve. Come back. All right. Lights can change now.
Oh, Ooh, look at that. Music. That was beautiful. Yes. That was nicely yes. done. That's, Steve is a professional guest. We got lucky to have we him today. Yeah. We do. Absolutely. Right. Two hands, guys. Two hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, running out our top five here. Number three is Captain yes. Marvel from Disney. Another $20.5 million. Guys, Endgame tickets that go on sale specifically oh on Tuesday. God. Get ready. Uh, number wow. four, Five Feet Apart. The Cole Sprouse film there. Uh, 6.25. I, I, I would like to be 100 feet apart, apart from that film. <laughs> uh, and number five, Unplanned. Another $6.1 million to that. Mm-hmm. So that is our top five. We will be doing another box office bet uh, at the end of this episode. Uh, and, oh, Steve's oh. excited because he's going to get a chance to do one of these. Yay! Yes. We're going to be doing it on two films. Pet Cemetery. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Another take on the Stephen King uh, classic novel. And Shazam from Warner Brothers as well. And see that one already from a trailer, depending on which trailer you saw, changed something from the original. What? There's been oh, a few oh, things that have been cemetery. changed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For Pet Cemetery. So, like, that's one of, like, you're making a remake, but yeah. at least you changed some things. But and, we'll see once it comes out. But uh, understand, I, I was reading something why they decided to make the changes that they did, and it does make some sense. Some of them make sense. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, start uh, voting away in the chat about which film you'd like us to do the box office bet on. Uh, but before we start talking about other stuff, I know Carrie I did see a few has seen a few other films. <laughs> what did you see, Carrie? I saw a few things. Uh, on Netflix, I watched the live-action Bleach. So it's uh, based on anime. I, it's actually really kind of cool if you've never watched the show because it's an intro movie. And thus, it does have an open ending because it's like, here is the world at the start. But is this the end? No, probably not. Because it's like the first, mm, probably half of the first season. Most of the casting was great of making these anime characters live people. There's only like one or two that were like, eh. Um, it is very over the top. If you've never watched anime, you might think their acting's a little like over dramatic. But if you took a cartoon and made real people, that's what that one is. Um, Better, yeah. worse, or comparable to Alita? Uh, I think it's more like the anime live action. Yeah. Um, similar vein. Like, they, uh, I hadn't watched Alita recently enough, but I think that one was very close to it, and I think this one was too. But it's different, because this is a Japanese film versus an American making of it. So mm-hmm. also, I would say some Asian films I've seen, we might call their acting overacting. But when you look at the source material of the anime, you're like, but that's when they do and that. <laughs> so that's, they're just real people, and it looks funny when it's real people. But it works, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I saw The House with the Clock in Its Walls, the Jack Black one. I thought it was really cute. Uh, it is definitely a family horror. We're talking about horror. It's not very scary, but I mean, for kids it might be. It has some tense moments. I like it's kind of about choosing your family. It's not necessarily who Aww. you're born with, which is great. Um, because so many people, like, who their families are kind of suck. Yeah. Uh, also, it's encouraging kids to be weird. Like, that's cool. I always like that. Um, and it's... Little, some fun, creepy stuff. Oh, the humor between Jack Black and Kate Blanchett is hilarious. Oh, they're just so funny and, like, bickering the whole time. So, it's, yeah, fun uh, one. It's very kooky because it's directed by Eli Roth. There's some of it that's bizarre. But it, it worked for me. Uh, I saw Mortal Engines. I feel I lost that bet way back when, or at least I wanted to see it. See, that one's a world-building thing. Anything that's futuristic, post-apocalyptic, I'm always excited about, too. I liked it. Um, it made me very curious over the books. And I actually like that I watched it now because it has Frankie Adams, who is Bobby from The Expanse. So I was like, yes, it's Bobby! And it also has Klaus, the character in Umbrella Academy. Oh. Um, so I was super excited that he's in it. But I, I think I like him better as Klaus. But it's kind of fun to watch movies after you know who the actors are, too, because then you're like, yay, it's them! 
Uh, and, and this it it uh, I mean, there's multiple stories in this. Yes. So does this at least wrap up in a satisfying way, or it feels like nope, this is really uh, it, it cries out for a sequel that will probably never be made. It wraps up enough. Um, there are things that are wrong with it, but. Like, there's a thing with a character that if you had actually just had a conversation, a problem would have been solved way faster, and so that was kind of dumb. But uh, it's like the robot person. Did you? Wait, did oh, you? Oh, robot I like, person. I love that. That's not, not to spoil anything. Robot robot. No, it's like the same, right? It's Shrike. <laughs> it's like, it looks like Shriek or Shrike. Um, also, all things considered, most of the people of color don't get the best representation slash die very quickly. And so that was kind of like, eh, did we really? It, there's some characters that die very fast. You're like, really? Did we have to go that route? But th- like, that was kind of a bummer towards, that's later in the film. Uh, but the overall concept of this futuristic world was neat that I'd want to go read the books. Hmm, so right. I thought that was kind of fun. And, uh, oh, also, um, check theaters, because this one is not a regular release. I saw Made in Abyss. It's not Made in the Abyss, just Made in Abyss. It's based, that one's also an anime film. It is, kind of wraps up half of the first season of the anime, and it's this, I want to almost say post-apocalyptic, but not really fantasy world. So there's this giant meteor hole, essentially, that appears out of nowhere, and it's, you, it's kind of like Journey to the Center of the Earth. There's these levels and different creatures and objects that people are discovering. And these, this kid, she makes friends with this robot, another one with a robot. And her mother might be down at the bottom. And so it's the exploration of trying to go see if she's there. And it's all about adventure. And it's kids kind of following your heart and risking things. Because there's some heavy themes that they're like, you know, if you go there, you will probably die. And the girl's kind of like, I know, I'm aware of that. And you're just like who are these kids? And she's like 12 years old. And her friends are just like, I don't want you to leave. But she's like, I've considered this, I know, but I have to go and see if she's down there. And so it's like fun and the friends taking care of each other. So I recommend that one. And that one, they're coming out with a sequel January of 2020, which feels so far away, but all things considered, not really for animated film. So Made in Abyss. Look at that. Amy? So I didn't watch any movies. I'm catching up on so many. Yeah, um, I didn't watch any, but I was yesterday and the day before. um, Well, yesterday was the 50th um, annual NAACP Image Awards. So that was pretty fun. It's a mouthful, but I got it. You got Um, it. Yeah, it It was really, really great. I was working at an activation, and uh, Black Panther showed up. Chadwick Boseman was there, and I was like, oh! Check out her Insta stories. Mm-hmm. Um, chat with him? No, he was busy. <laughs> he was busy doing his thing at our activation. Hmm. Yeah. And he won for something, too. We were working, so I don't know exactly what he won, but congratulations to him. Um, and yeah, he was great. He was having fun. He was dancing. It was The activation itself was really pretty because there were some cool lights, and then there was like a red curtain behind with very nice up lights, and nice. there was a, a throne, and he was like... After the first part where you sit down on the throne, you just work it, then they move the throne out. And then he was dancing, having fun, and the whole time you were just getting really cool video of it. And yeah, it was was nice, and it was uh, Shuri actually won. um, Shuri, Leticia, right? Uh, She won for Best breakthrough performance um, in a a movie Um, so yeah she was actually very very shocked she she kind of stood up and she was like oh you you guys can't hear me but she was confused (laughs) Um, yeah and so she was very excited but she she wasn't able to stop at our activation Mm. but it was just cool to see so many different people 
um, you know, be represented and mm-hmm. do their own thing. And it was really, really cool. Sterling K. Brown was there. Beyonce was there, but she didn't come into her activation. There was like, there's different levels. It's really interesting how all that works, but it was great and I had a lot of fun. Um, but it was a very busy week, so I was hoping to watch more movies. And now we know that uh, Shuri was uh, one of the ones that disappeared in the snap. You gotta avenge her. Oh my gosh! Avenge that fallen, folks. Yeah, Heart too soon. <laughs> uh, also, just real quick, because someone did ask in the chat, it's made like you made something in abyss, like A B Y S S. Just in case, <laughs> I was like, I know that can sound odd if I say it fast. Uh, so real quick, folks, yes. just in terms of some live, uh, some international numbers here, Dumbo made $71 million at the international box office. Uh, and basically, both uh, internationally and domestically, it was uh, it under underserved there at the box office. People were expecting it to do much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were hoping it would be 80 to uh, $90 million range for international uh, box office results. So it was down from there. And uh, $45 million was certainly uh, underperforming what they expected domestically. Yeah. Uh, but we got uh, Captain Marvel, though. Uh, that is going currently at $990.6 million. It is the, uh, she fronts now the number 10 superhero movie ever worldwide and number 9 in the genre internationally. What? The offshore total is $636.8 million after $26.4 this, uh, million this weekend. Oh. So look at that. Uh, after Right now it's going to be uh, the international box office is going to cross the $1 billion mark for 2019. So look at that. It's... Uh, Disney's combined weekend totals for uh, 2019 is 1.104 billion dollars. Yeah. And just even... wait till wait till Endgame comes. Yeah. Yes, that right even... there is probably just going to get a billion on its own. Yeah, we're not even in April. Nope, nope. This is great. <laughs> and Bohemian Rhapsody uh, is about to cross the 900 million dollar threshold. So look at that. Wow. And how, how to Man, how to train your dragon crossed the 500 million dollar mark internationally what? as well. Oh. And us had a strong start in Korea. Yeah. So. There you go. Look at them go. So, folks, uh, before we uh, uh, do our box office bet, we're going to do our uh, top five for what we think next week's going to look like. Again, we're going to be adding Pet Cemetery, 3,400 screens, as well as Shazam on 4,100-plus screens into our top five. I I see... I go Shazam being number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Pet Cemetery could be a number two. I can say that too. I could. I mean, I think Dumbo's gonna have another big drop because it just yeah. The, the well, word of mouth has not done well for that film. I also feel Pet Cemetery is a horror one that you may or may not have actually seen, even if you're into the horror genre. Because I mean, it's, it is a Stephen King title, but still, it's not. I think is widely well known. I saw that like in elementary school, which was very scary then, but I thought it was super cool. So we'll see what people are watching that or you know taking. You know, young, how what age group? Because it's you know, it's a family, so there are yeah. kids and plenty of horror movies I've been to, and there's young people that probably shouldn't be there, but you know, so it happens. Do you see next week? It's just going to be everything's moving down, and we've got uh, Shazam and Pet Cemetery up at the top. Yes, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just wonder if like Dumbo and Us could switch, but maybe mm. not. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Dumbo and Us switch. So Dumbo, well, Us would be three. Dumbo would be four. Captain Marvel, five. I I actually wouldn't. uh, I mean, but that's also tough when you got Pet Cemetery coming out. Would it 
still switch. I don't know, because people might be more just intrigued to go see that as opposed to us. Well, it's not even that. It's just that less people are going to go see Dumbo. Uh, word that's of true, mouth. too. So Dumbo. Like, um, well, it's... Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Also, if you already, you've already seen us, and then maybe you want another horror movie, Pet Cemetery would be the Ready. new one. Yeah. Um, and that one's also been doing a lot of advertising. That's it's true. A great year for cats, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> and even a little bit of last year. Salem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How excited are the two of you for Shazam? I'm excited. Okay. I know that sounds terribly excited, but uh, I don't like going into any movie super excited anymore because then you're just generally, I want to go in neutral. There you go. I want to like it. I want to enjoy it. That's my level of excitement. It looks fun. And I, it, that's, if, as long as it's fun and entertaining, that'll be good for me. Right. I'm more excited for Pet Cemetery. Ooh. Yeah. I saw the original. Nice. Like, a few years ago. So I'm curious. Which one will you go see first? Pet Cemetery? Probably, yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Fine. All right. I mean, I've already seen Shazam, so that's... uh, Shazam. 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 All right. So, folks, we're going to do our box office bet on the film that you find folks in the chat have decided to vote on. Uh, Ken, Jackie, if you're in the chat, I call out to you to let us know what the winner is. We could start a rap with his name, Ken Jack, in the chat. Tell us. Break it down, Amy. Where it's at. Oh, that's better. Thank you. It's collaboration, you know? It is. And, of course, the box office bet, the way it works, is that whatever film that you voted on there in the chat, we will place our bets on what we think the opening box office total will be. The person who's closest to that will get to be the prognosticator of prognosticators. And I tell you, after not having that title for so long, it's nice. It is nice. Good for you, man. Uh, and then the loser, of course, will have to go see the film and tell us all about it. Like Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think Dumbo was sad at all? Uh, it was sad for me because I okay, spent two hours on that watching it. Stardew says Ken Jack isn't here. Then Stardew, <gasps> you on it? How many? What are our numbers? Uh oh. Since right. you noticed. Ooh. This is, this is rough. This is exciting. I feel it's pretty it's exciting. close so far. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's Shazam. Or, you know what you got? Yeah, we got or yes. Cemetery. Do you want your Jason Clark? Do you want your Zachary Levi? I mean, which one do you want? Oh, do you guys remember that commercial that was it Taco Bell one? Why not both? Oh, do you guys right. remember? I don't think so. Okay, no. someone out there does. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, going once, going twice, we'll make the decision then. Oh. If we don't have a, uh, a sound off, what does it look Come like? Come on, somebody say. I was I anybody? Anybody? Uh, I think we're getting a lot of votes. Well, why don't we do Shazam? Because we all think it's number one. All right. Shazam! It Let's is. There you go. For Warner Brothers, a new line there. It was Zachary Levi. Uh, 4,100 and plus screens there. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is going to do? And Steve, would you like to join us on this box office bet? Uh, sure. I'd be a complete noob at it, but why not? There you go. <laughs> no, trust it's me. It's all right. There, there, there's, there's not no, much skill involved. Nope, not at all. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Steve, we'll have you go first in just a second once everybody gets their numbers in locked in uh. here. We got Amy. We got Carrie. And me. All right. So I will. Do, 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 do. What will you put, Frank? I mean, you know, having already seen it, man, I feel like, you know, I'm playing with house money at this point. Uh, I know you weren't as thrilled, but most of the other people oh, I've seen shoot. it like no. it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm but I'm also dead inside. You have to factor that in. True. To all of that. All right. Okay. I've got my number. Uh. 
I plan to see it, so I don't mind them swinging for the fences with mine. Oh gosh, I wonder if I'm. I wonder in that case, am I underestimating? All right, here we go. All right, wait. Wow, JLS Comics says one twenty-two. Uh, Sky oh. Patterson says sixty-five. Hmm. All right. That's like. I, yep. I I, I I I went up. All right. Okay. Yeah. Everybody locked in. Yes. Steve, you ready to go, sir? Uh, yes, oh. I am. All right. What do you think Shazam will make its opening weekend there at the box office? Fifty-eight million. Fifty-eight million. All right. A very modest uh, total from Steve. I like it. Just you know, just taking his first dip into the box office bet structure. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna just dip my toe in. All right, with a nice little fifty-eight. Got CC drink in the chat. Says ninety. All right, uh, Amy. Sixty-five. Hmm. <laughs> Sixty-five. Okay. okay. Carrie. 75. 75. Oh, I thought you were going to put like 90 or something. Man, you know, I had 78 originally. And then you said that. I was like, oh, all right, maybe I better go bigger. And I did. I went 110. But you've already seen it. I know. So, I've already seen it. Janet Mouse says 70. Music Fan says 70. Brandon says 82. <laughs> Nicholas says 75. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, the, there you can go over. JLS was asking, "What are, are we doing? Price right rules? No, it's just who is the closest. You can be over under, but who is literally the closest wins, and the one literally the furthest away loses." Uh, I don't care if I win or lose. You've just seeing Emmy's reaction right there to my one hundred and ten million dollar bet. She was. Star like, Drew said you went too low. Whatever, Star Drew. <laughs> I put what I put. No yeah. regrets. All right, I like that. She Do owns it. it. She owns yes. it. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. Thank you so much here for joining us in the chat. Uh, you know, we really appreciate it. We couldn't do the show without you. You help us decide, except for this week, which films <laughs> that we do for our Box Office Bet. But if you want to uh, uh, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up, or two, or three, or four, or five. Wee. Yes, and Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Yes, comment down below. Fantastic. Do you have a question you'd love, you love for them to comment, respond um, with? Well, should... Yeah, remakes. What are some of your favorite remakes? Because we have been bashing them because generally they're not that great. So what are some remakes you like? Christopher Robin. No. Or re-understanding. Remastering it in the sense of taking a story we know and changing it. That's good, too. I would say mine is a Gaslight. That's one of the ones. There's a British version, and then there's an American one, and it's old and black and white, speaking of. Mm -hmm. Ingrid Bergman is in the remake. I would say the remake is better, just as better storytelling and better pacing. But it's the exact same movie. And based on the play. So then you... (laughs) Multiple remakes. Fantastic. I guess mine would be like the uh, the Star Wars... Extended edition. Okay. There you go. All right. Hey, Star Wars. Yeah, look at that. Uh, But folks, if you want to stay in touch with any of us, even after the show's over, Steve... Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me working at AfterBuzz. Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. Amy, about yourself. You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra. M T Z. Did not nail that. I forgot how to spell the question mark. T. You're like, eh? Nailed yeah. it for myself. Mm-hmm. I got it. It's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I don't need approval. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Sorry. Right. My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And I know I talk a lot about anime. So if you are into anime, there's an uh, on AfterBuzz. We do AfterBuzz anime reviews. We're currently covering Fruits Basket, the OG version, but we did talk about the new one today. You should go check out what we thought of it. There you go. And check out uh, Carrie's uh, Twitter or Instagram feature. Just a nice little video recapsulation of. 
her little anime TV yes. show. Yes. Oh, thank you for watching. There yes. you go. Look at that. It brought a tear to my eye. Oh, wow. For idea. someone that doesn't have a heart. Wow. <laughs> I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> no. it's okay. And also, after this, over on AfterBuzz, I would also want to promote it because it's a really great show. American Gods. Mm. There you go with Flobo. Look mm-hmm. at him. Yes. Folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Folks, we'll see you back here next Sunday with an all-new episode of Box Office Breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. Go see some movies. See ya! From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.